Hey everybody, welcome to Licked and Loaded. I'm Laura Desiree coming to you now from my home base of New York City. I'm so, so happy to be uh, amongst so many of the wonderful people who live here. And today I'm introducing you to one of the incredible experts and icons. He is a mover and shaker in the realm of sex education. Now, when we think about sex education, we go back to those horrible school days learning about STDs and, and abstinence. Well, there's been a revolution going on. And today's expert is someone who focuses specifically on the pleasure of sex. I am so excited to have him here today on the show. He's known as the sex hacker. Please help me welcome the incredible Kenneth Clay. Everybody, look at who's joining me today, the incredible Kenneth Play. Hello, Kenneth. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank it's so great me. to see you. I love the pink shirt on you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for people watching on the video version, please enjoy the beautiful location that Kenneth is in and the incredibly handsome guy that you see uh, right here on camera today. So, Kenneth, I was so excited to bring you in to do this episode because you fascinate me. All right, you you occupy this very unique area of sex education. Most of the time when we think about sex education, the general public goes back to their school days and thinks about, you know, a, a staunchy, stuffy teacher showing them diagrams of their reproductive organs. But your focus is specifically on the pleasure uh, that can be conjured and explored in sex. Now, I am not going to be the one to fully describe what you do, but I want our listeners to know about your work. So why don't you tell us about it? You know, um, I'm probably the world's most unlikely porn star, if you call me a porn star. I mean, I, I've been shooting with Erica Lust and have a lot of content on Pornhub, but my former career was a personal trainer. I developed a lot of personal training program, coach a lot of different gyms and fitness chains on how to train trainer to create results for their clients. So I always have this obsession about how to not only teach somebody something, I think most people don't really care about the education aspect of sex. What they want to gain is to acquire the skills so they could experience the pleasure they know that their body yearns for. A lot of times that people like have this feelings that yeah, it's not as good as it could be. Is this it? Or am I normal or whatever it is? And because of lack of sex education, we never teach people not only the information part, but how to develop those skills so they could experience it. So, and, and on their flip side, like GQ calls me the world greatest sex hacker and men's health call me the RG King. And I never thought I would live this life because I was a deeply insecure Asian immigrant with an average cock. Like in high school, I was so sexually insecure. I wouldn't even let girls touch my like underwear or reach for my penis because I was so afraid that if they see it, they never gonna fuck me or I never could satisfy them. But at the same time, I was so sexual that you know if what we if we are what we think about the most, I'd probably be a pair of boobs. That's, yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, I have this like internal conflict. So I became obsessed with fitness 
hoping that if I get myself really super fit and have like a Marvel superhero body and learning how to have like really low body fat and gain muscle at the same time, I could, you know, gain the confidence and, and be able to, you know, to find lovers and, and partners I want. I didn't realize that even though I gained all those competency in that domain in my life, it did not change the insecurity inside. Yeah. So, but at the same time in my fitness career, it taught me a lot about how to get client results. I think that's more important than getting yourself results. Like how do you, how do you, because you cannot, you cannot train for them and you cannot eat for them and you cannot sleep for them. <laughs> so you have to, right? Like you could, you could guide people and tell them what to do, but all exactly. the learning still happens. Like what Bruce Lee said is self-learning, right? Like yeah. these things that they need to go through. So with that fitness background, it really helped me to translate that to my sex ed career. And I, I got into this whole sex ed career because I was like, fuck it, you know, I'm going to learn how to hack my sex life like I did with my fitness. And I became an obsessive nerd who not only go through all the like scientific paper you could find because like on like in the fitness domain if you want to learn about like growth hormone like how does igf1 growth factor works and you right. have to like but like how do you apply it you know you like understand this thing but like how do you actually train and eat and etc so i went down that rabbit hole and then i i decided to go like you know in in the fitness in the fitness industry at least you could watch people train or you could get trainer or you could be at a gym with other people in sex you are very isolated right like yeah. you're just watching porn and watching porn like uh like many people use this quote it's like learning how to drive by watching the fast and the furious it's like it's not real I right that. i love that it's yeah. it's so it's so accurate and perfect uh for for this discussion in particular it's true yeah so although like porn is nothing wrong with porn i think porn is a great like probably the greatest sex hack when it comes to arousal like mm. get people going really easily and and for us we love like there's something about making content that turns people on which is such yeah. an art form right and most people just think it's smut i think it's such <laughs> an art form um but but anyway i i when I stumbled upon the sex positive uh, community in Brooklyn called Hacienda and another swinger community, and it's the first time I witnessed people have sex in front of me. Wow. And it was a mind blowing experience because, like, you know, you've been jerking off and like having sex with your partner, and you only see the world this way in this mind blind bubble. And all of a sudden, you get introduced to a whole different world where there's like people who are doing tantra people doing bdsm people doing shit that i never thought was possible and then i was obsessed with squirting so like mm. you know in every sex party every swinger party too there's always one guy squirting <laughs> everybody and and I, I i have so much to say about that but anyway i was like maybe that's the first thing i should learn and then i became obsessed with learning that and then it, it went on this crazy twist i i nerd out so much on this topic and it's because of my fitness background, like I really dialed it in, like, like I wrote down like what percent, which technique has the highest percentage of, wow. of results. And then I became such expert and I became that guy, which is kind of embarrassing. I actually hate being that guy now, like everybody asked me, but at the same time, uh, people, the sex party organizers start asking me, hey, if you want to teach a class, we'll, mm -hmm. like we wanted more education in our community. So I taught, like, I never thought I'm going to be the sex ed guy, right? Like, I'm going to teach squirting at a party. But because of my fitness background, I had a room of, like, 15 people. And I'm very comfortable teaching, like, a spin class or whatever, like, sure. a cardio class or whatever. 
And then I line up 15 people and because of their decade and a half of fitness experience, I could coach an entire room to do the same thing at the same time, like a Peloton class for squirting and, and <laughs> fuck people up. Like they were like, this is how I wanted to learn because they never been exposed to this education model, where it's like part fitness, but sexual and hot enough and, and education enough. And people were really guided because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a physical act, it's a, a explicit learning, it's experiential learning. So, holy behold, in the middle of the class, it turned into a Vegas, you know, uh, what is the hotel that have the fountain? Osmio? Oh, the Bellagio. Bellagio. Yeah, <laughs> it turned into a fountain show of like non-squirter. And, and, and I was sitting there like jaw drop because, you know, that wasn't the experience I expected. I was like, you know, like, I'm like, I, I don't want to act like I'm a sex god trying to teach you stuff. Like, I'm just want to skill share because I'm a sex nerd. But at that moment, I realized that, wow, like this is this is this is so fulfilling because yeah. you help somebody unlock something yeah. that they've been yearning for their whole life. And it might not be the squirting, but just that I could learn something in my body that I could experience sex differently. So then it, it then this kind of like ushered me into this whole sex ed career. And then yeah. I've been collecting sex hex from every from scientists to neuroscientists to Tantra people, Kingster, and and I've been building courses ever since. So many people in their lifetime accept the sex that they are first introduced to, and that to them is sex. And that's all they ever really understand it to be. You know, the missionary everyday you know, uh, a very predictable, dialed in sex. So why for you, why is this, you know, furthering exploration, this pleasure seeking, why did this become your focus and your purpose in life? I mean, sure, you could just be fascinated by it and curious about it, but you've made this your life's work. So when did that switch go on? It really was that moment, like I'm like seeing this fountain show and it was really profound for me because, you know, like I love teaching fitness too. I love giving people their, their joy of transformation, adapting mm -hmm. a growth mindset. You know how many people walk into the gym, go like I'm big bone. This is never going to change for me. Yeah. Right. Like, and I, and I could, I could change that. And I have done it for thousands of people in the fitness industry. And it's like one of the most rewarding work experience I have, but it's not as scalable. I mean, it's a lot of competition in fitness, right? There's like a fitness guru everywhere. But when it comes to sexuality, it works a lot faster, actually. Mm -hmm. Like in order to get somebody in shape, it's like at least a three months to a year process, right? Sex is like, I could do it instantly in some, in some cases, not always, but like, Give me five days, the longest, but usually one session I could, <laughs> I could, I could unlock something. And what most people don't realize is that just like, like fitness or food, there's like a science and an art to it. And most people just don't know how to make those subtle changes. So like you said, people have been fucking since they, the way they've been fucking in high school. So it's the same thing. If you've been only living as a couch potato and you never work out in your life, you never realize that you have fitness potential within you you have so many like like adaptation that just never occurred epigenetic to unlock yeah but people don't know how to do it until they do it so yeah. what i what i what i'm i think what i am really good at is not necessarily telling people like what is the best method possible although i collect like the best method i could find but it's coaching people through that self-learning process so they know how to do it like they know how to they know how to navigate their own sexuality 
so they could feel more, they could drop in, they could surrender, they could relax, or they could get really erotic, they could get like get back into the animal body, or they learn how to for a moment let go of what's appropriate, like how right. it's supposed to be versus being honestly expressing themselves. And I, I drop a lot of Bruce Lee quote because it's so relevant to sex. It's not even funny because martial artists has to kind of dialed in the same way. They have to be with the flow, right? But they have to be technical, but they cannot be stiff. You know, it's like this balance, right? So I, I just love, um, I love the transformation I have seen and I have taught, you know, I have like more than four, approaching 5,000 people online that I taught and I have, you know, millions and millions of views on Pornhub mm -hmm. and I, I, I'm really, really committed. Um, my goal is more than just like nail the education piece. I want to influence or help people ch change as many people as possible so they could get results. I don't like teaching is one and yeah. like give, spreading information is one thing, but like when you could get people to change their life and really get that result or experience the thing they've been looking for, that really is like so rewarding for me. So that's been my crack. Well, how did it change your life and your own personal journey? Like what person would you be today if you hadn't gone down this path and, and faced, uh, you know, I'm sure some vulnerable moments, perhaps some difficult learning lessons. Like who do you think you would be if you didn't do this? Tell the people how great your life is, how it changed you. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it's funny, right? Like, you know, when I, if I tell my teenage self that I will have the type of like sexual experience that I don't think, any one man really deserve. I just feel so blessed and lucky that I could have like, you know, so many opportunity to have the type of sexual partner I desire and the scenario and parties and etc. But I think more than that is learning how to like, like express yourself, find myself erotically. I'm still on a journey, you know, like I, I've been spending the last five years obsessed about giving. I realize I'm terrible at receiving, so I need to like flip the script. Well, yeah, I was going to ask yeah. about you teaching a teaching a, a, a you know pleasure for penis owners, but it yeah. sounds like you're very you know into the giving side of things. Yeah, I, I, I know way more about the clitoris than the penis. I know it was <laughs> funny. I was like, you know, I always talk about like I own a vagina, I own a clitoris, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. It, and it's, it's, it's a terrible, you know, it's a very difficult job. I always feel like I'm mansplaining female pleasure. So. Well, that's the culture as yeah. well today, though, is yeah, that, yeah. you know, with this claiming our sexuality, we want to be very careful about not placing ownership on things that are not, you know, a part of our body and our world and our experience. But, I mean, you learning through actually... Uh, I guess, experimenting on physical bodies. Tell me about that journey, about not just reading a diagram and understanding how the clitoris, you know, uh, feels and swells when it's getting pleasure or whatnot. I don't even know if it swells. Mine does sometimes. Yeah. But when you're actually experimenting and starting to learn and explore on a, a vagina itself, what was that like? Did you just have to say to people straight up, I need to do an experiment. Can you come over? No, I was I was actually a little bit more fortunate because I went to uh, Reed Mahalko was my first mentor. He he developed this thing called Sexy Summer Camp where he mm -hmm. trains different sex educator, and that's where I met Pamela, which I actually just wrote about audit on my the book that is coming out. But Pamela was a world renowned sex educator that creates centers to treat for women, where she have a male practitioner or female practitioner as well to help. Uh, clients from all over the world, whatever their struggle is, right? And, and 
what women usually like there's so many different type of stories they could come in where they've been married all their lives and marry their high school sweetheart right at 49 husband die and she's completely lost what do i do with myself now and i don't know how to relate you know that's the only guy i've ever been with to people who so sexually traumatized that they feel like their body's completely frozen and have betrayed them and they don't yeah. know how to feel pleasure to people who are just like i want everything in life give me everything and those are hands-on sex. So she trained me personally as Pamela well. So Madsen, was, right? Yeah, Pamela Madsen, yeah. Yes. And at Back to the Body Retreat. And what I got the opportunity to do is have those hands-on experience with thousands of people between my own sex life to, to clients on the table and the sexological body works with one-way touch. But then I gave me so much hands-on experience with right. different scenario and how to coach it and not just coach it like I need you to understand this. My job is for them to break through and experience it like inside a eight-day retreat or a six-days retreat. So I, I got like so many, like I, I, I did like four sessions on average, sometimes five, an hour and a half sessions a day, six days what? straight. I did it for three, four years around the world from like Iceland to to like Italy to um, Hawaii, just been flying all over and, oh, and I have so many clients on the table. So I what I learned is not so much like here's a script, just like fitness, do this program, it works for everybody, is how to adapt to that person's individual needs and desire mm -hmm. and where they struggle, where they shine and, and learn about how to how to see their unique nervous system like some people are you know lower inhibition high excitatory mm -hmm. and and take the science but apply it live to a client so it's been fascinating to 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 learn how to kind of adapt to each person and then yeah. bring out something like you know bring out something authentic because you can't really like you can't inject it's not about injecting like here's what you should believe it's actually like aligning to what they what really arouses them and, and it's, and what, it's yeah. yeah unique mm -hmm. to everyone but uh, yeah. on your website so I'm, I'm you know obviously scanning and, and having a look and making sure that I'm as up to date on the incredible Kenneth play as possible before we do this but you use terms like pleasure wiring and the habit loop it all sounds very scientific so when it comes to understanding pleasure is there any spontaneity there? It's still a spontaneous thing. It's still something that, you know, could potentially creep up on you without a science behind it. Um, I, and I don't even know if there's a question here. I'm just trying to see where the scales balance on how how much uh, pleasure we can just command versus the kind that comes knocking for us. Well, is is like martial artists really figure this out, which is which is really interesting. So the, like Bruce Lee has this three stages of learning. So first you're just instinctive, you're innocent. So imagine you never learn how to fight, right? And you get into a fight, you would just do random shit, right? Like your genetic, like yeah. you would just, but you're not sophisticated. You, you never drill in your life. You never learn how to punch. And then you go through the second phase where you become very scientific, but mechanical. Like you are trying to think and remember, and it doesn't feel very fluid, right? But you're applying the science until you get a feel for it. Mm. And the last stage, you're just like kind of returning to innocent. So you get back into your instinct and your float, but now mm. you are trained and you're skilled. So it's about taking my client do those stages so there's part of it that is mechanical because, you know, if they never learn mindfulness matters, like I have to teach them how to be mindful. But if you are trying to be mindful, then you're not very mindful. Right. So 
so you have to you have to coach them on like this is how you do it and when they get it right you give you know like their habit loop so there's like a reward to that system and then when soon as they feel it they learn how to ride that bike so it's like yeah. first they don't know and then they're wobbly until they get it into the system so i love taking people through that like from fitness to sex is it's very similar in many ways because you have to learning how to navigate your body like i can't do a deadlift or olympic lift for you you have to like <laughs> learn it so i like going through that stages but it's really fun because it doesn't take that long to drill like the 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 skill so people can see results pretty soon right yeah like soon as you know like one little shift right oh you know, I've been, I've been, you know, like I grew up as a very religious um, home and I have very like a Madonna whore complex. And mm -hmm. I think a good girl should, you know, have sex this way and blah, 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 blah. But inside I'm like kinky as fuck. And I'm like, I love deeply crave submission. And I <laughs> don't know how to deal with that. Soon as you align them just a little bit, it's totally okay what you do in the bedroom and like da da da. And then they lock into their fantasy, they experience the sensation they're looking for. They no longer inhibiting by tr like trying to be appropriate because appropriate is like woke sex is not sexy. Yeah. Like it just doesn't work, right? So once you align everything and you're giving them sensation that they need, especially for for like it frustrate me like crazy because I think I don't think female pleasure is is actually difficult or challenging. We made it way more difficult. I think people just lack understanding. Like the reason that, you know, a vulva owner or a woman have their clitoris outside is for convenient purposes. But most people don't look at the clitoris like, like, you know, this is where it's most pleasurable, just like the tip, the head of the penis. Mm -hmm. So imagine every time you have a hookup with a straight guy who uh, always masturbated touching the head of their penis. Mm -hmm. But you go like, you know, I'm going to come fuck you tonight and peg you. And I want to peg you and never touch your penis. And I expect you to come. Like, it's just stupid. Yeah, <laughs> so completely. Once, once they understand the tissue of the same and the wiring of the same, and this is how the part lays out, and touch the part that induces orgasm. So she's getting some clit stim. She's turned on psychologically, dive into what's authentic for her, feeling excited enough and letting go. And then voila, like all the orgasm comes out, you know? So, so all of this is going on in my mind while I'm having sex. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. here's the thing. Mindfulness is challenging and mm -hmm. I am guilty. I am so guilty of having been that person where you're in the middle of having sex. And I don't know, I'm, I'm a perfectionist in ways. And I like to think I'm a good pleasure giver and receiver, but I'm always thinking in my mind, how can I make this better? How can I make this even more mind blowing both for them and for for me but how on earth do you shut that off you know well, and i think part of it yeah. is that you're supposed to just be present for great sex well it depends on the intent you know i think because you are such an artist when it comes to creating arousal and you know you're so body aware to how you look beautiful that is hard to turn off that art like the like that artistic side of you right yes. you know, if my art's just like this i look <laughs> amazing but it doesn't feel very good right so you know me so learn, well yeah so <laughs> it's learning how to have ugly sex where you don't give a fuck about how good it looks for your pleasure and i'm not saying that you should never do that it's more like balance when yeah. can you turn it on and turn it off because i don't think that part of you is necessarily bad but when like same thing for me when i need to turn it off like about just giving i need to go like this is for me to receive and also uh if if I'm, i may 
the coaching is really is when you're in your most authentic self and you experience your pleasure. It's a different kind of beauty. So it's not control beauty, it's surrender beauty. So, so if you could connect with the things that already turn you on, when you realize that when you're like in your deepest like authenticity and your deepest pleasure is, is beautiful in a, more, in a different way than this control is about surrender. So then you will see, then it, then it will connect rather than just like, I'm just gonna let go as it will look horrible or it doesn't. I mean, but Kenneth, then, yeah. I have looked ugly in some sexual situations. <laughs> That's hard for me to believe, but. <laughs> I have definitely gotten ugly. It's this mental thing though. Like it's so challenging to, to really clear the mind and be like, I'm just here having sex right now. It's not about, you know, uh, uh, you know, any Cosmo magazine that I read growing up or whatever, you know, it's like, that's the biggest challenge is, is this staying present shit. I'm really working yeah. on that because I know that it, it benefits your life everywhere. Well, there's th different techniques that rather than just like the principle of mindfulness, that's why Kingster and Tantra Master have all those like developed drills when we talk about pleasure wiring. So you mm. condition yourself a certain way. So if you are if you're giving a task to do, right? So you're like, you know, do X, Y, Z, or you are totally tied up and you're getting a spanking, is very little room for other thoughts to creep in. Yeah. So I think stage one is having having some support where your, your lover is creating a scenario where you could just focus on that movie rather than do I look hot or whatever because you, you, you let go of control. And then it's much easier to practice mindfulness because like efforting, it doesn't really yeah. work on mindfulness. So you want to create some some places that you could surrender and then like this is will be like, okay, if you are tied up, you're getting a spanking, there's like a Hitachi low on you. So you and then you also getting caressed. So you like dive into your uh, parasympathetic uh, nervous system. So you're relaxed and aroused. Yeah. And then if you're getting a spanking harder at the end, and then, then you know, Hitachi has four levels. So from one, I make you count like I spank you 10 times and make so each time you're anticipating so anticipation increases arousal so i make you, you know you count it out one two three in that 10 spank your mind is really focused and then you will feel the hitachi a lot more but without effort because it's that's framed. some that is some pavlovian shit right there yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> that is some yeah. pavlovian shit but the fun part is that i'm if the last the last couple of spank if I'm spanking you hard enough, that is like, like it's pushing your pain threshold. It forces your brain to focus, but it also flip you from parasympathetic arousals to sympathetic is where orgasm comes. And I turn it to a four at that particular moment, then usually it triggers you over because you know, that's how the, the brain works and the nervous system. So what I found is like Kingster and Tantra people, they all have their method to trigger yeah. the same, same thing. But then you just, I think what I love to teach is when people see through the matrix, then go like, oh, this is why they do all those things rather yeah. than they're just freaks. They're like effective techniques that produce a certain things. I think if you if you do the the countdown one and then you yeah. get to 10, but you don't, you don't do yeah. it on that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, where I would go. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, that's everybody's slightly you... different. Yeah. yeah. That would get me literally as yeah. you were saying it, I'm falling into uh, hypnosis going yeah. <gasps> on this side of my computer. You know, Kenneth, as I'm going through your website and I'm looking at these snippets of your education plans and um, and these videos that you make, I want to ask you, what is with the training strap on? You use a training <laughs> strap on on a real biological, you know, a, a human vagina. 
one is for yeah yeah i thought about it one is one is censor law so like we go like uh maybe like if it's censor differently two is i find it really hard to have a hard on like i I really admire those sex educators could do it they could have a hard on and be completely teaching at the same time i just like doesn't i does uh, something that i haven't mastered yet that's why i'm not a porn star like uh, heads up to them like I really teach, and when you teach, you inhibit it. So it's not arousing. There's a inhibitory action, right? So, so I, I know I say this a lot. So in our brain, there's a dual control system. One is inhibitory, and one's excitatory. So you know, in order for you to be aroused, you have to be excited. But when you're excited, you're not paying attention to detail. So inhibitory allows us to pay attention yeah. to detail. So what I'm trying to teach is more inhibition than excitatory. So I go like a strap on allows me to teach, but I do it both ways. So I use a strap on to teach like a technical thing. And then I shoot the one that where I'm not talking, I'm just doing the technique. So on my video on the back end, you see both. Amazing. I mean, I, I love that you just owned the reality that, you know, if a man is hard, if there's an erection and arousal there, other things are limited. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one of the, if guys really like one of the best sex hack, if you want to last longer, focus on giving. Like it yeah. really make you last longer. Yeah. So, yeah. And hey, we're system. not, we're not complaining. We're not, if yeah. we're receiving, <laughs> we're, we're definitely not complaining. Okay. So, uh, just some rapid fire ones for you. What's mm-hmm. the biggest crime in pussy eating today? I think you just following a freaking script. There's like so many woke bro, like, like sequins They make mm. out with you a little touch your boob, eat your pussy for five minutes and then trying to fuck you. It just that the, the intent is too, it's too, it's too predictable. Mm-hmm. So I think the context, I think it really matters. And also you, you I think one of the most annoying things that that a lot of uh, a lot of men do when it comes to eating pussy is that they forget they're not just licking some random area. They have to have an internal GPS to know where the clit is. So never lose contact because you've been doing it so good. You're like hitting the clit and all of a sudden she's moaning and like you decide to lick the hole a little bit and lick over know, there and you're like, what the fuck? You know, like, well, you were there. You were there, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, why on earth would you shift that? Why would you shift gears? Yeah. I also yeah. require enthusiasm from yeah. the giver can we just like mm-hmm. let that be understood to all listeners yeah. here that yeah. i need enthusiasm if you are going to be down there doing that because if it's something that you're just dialing in and it's you know a, a three minute experience because trust me the three minute one is pretty popular out there in the the general public yeah. um then i'm not believing it whether it's a moan or whether you come up for air and say god damn i don't care what it is i need to know the enthusiasm's there I, and I have a process that where I teach my students the first level you have to turn on your feelings. So to be a little bit more technical, there's proprioception, and interoception. Proprioception is that you are able to sense your external world mm-hmm. and your, uh, your um, interoception is that you could feel your internal body's feeling and mm-hmm. you have to learn how to turn on both. So you could feel through your body what that partner is feeling. So your, your, your ability to eat, read erotic cue and feel mm. what that person is feeling is on. And the second part is that you have to calibrate just like playing an instrument. Like you're playing until you could dial it in. So I'm like licking the right way on how mm. much pressure, speed, location, where my partner is experiencing the pleasure. So you second part is calibrate. The third part is you have to get into this adaptation phase. So no matter how she move and her hip, you're following. So you stay mm-hmm. on contact. You you're staying adapting to changes. Yeah. So 
adapting to change is, cha uh, is changeless, so you can stay consistent. And after you master that level, ultimately you f go back into float when you're not thinking anymore. You're just in your like subconscious, tr like like letting eroticism take you over. If you could do all four in those sequence, <laughs> then it's magical. And and don't let that overwhelm you, people. Kenneth can make it very <laughs> understandable. But that whole uh, sticking with the environment and location is major because if my knees are going like this to your head and you're just hearing a scream and you're caught in a wind tunnel, like just stay there, just stay, stay there, locked but on. Feel, uh, you, you have to develop the sensitivity to know <laughs> that you are still in contact with the clit just the right amount. And also one tip for most, I love teaching um, uh, hetero couples because mm. men don't have a clitoris, don't have a vagina. So, and I don't have one. So it's how to relate when you don't have it, it, it is kind of the key. Their, their whole idea is that you have to just stay very consistent, just like how you masturbate. You don't yeah. randomly like, you know, stroke your penis and decide to stroke your elbow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> stay focused. It's so true. It's and, so not, true. And, and not do more. It's not necessarily about more because when you feel more, it's usually because your nervous system is ramping up enough yeah. sympathetic arousal. It's not because you're just doing more. So, wow. so I think stay consistent and maybe just follow a little bit, but not really like, oh, she's about to come. Let me bust out a new move. That's like no. the most terrible time to do I it. Hate, I hate when that happens. You know, it's yeah. not cool. It's not flashy. My last one for you today, Kenneth, is uh, what are you still curious about? Like what area of sex are you still learning to expand an education on and, and explore? Oh, perfect question. So I just finished writing this book. It's called Beyond Satisfied, coming out in probably August, September. Um, so I wrote everything about female pleasure, but I realized in the earlier this earlier in this conversation, I realized how much I didn't know about like male pleasure and what's mm. possible in our body. So I decided to um, uh, do Dustin Skerek uh, sexual self mastery program where I'm like learning all like four gates, how to have ejaculatory choice, meaning come when you want to come and then how to have a full body orgasm mm. and then orgasm uh, without ejaculation. That's the third gate. And the fourth gate is how to multiple orgasm. So I, I able to do some of those, but not like to the level that I could be. So I want to train my own nervous system. And after I finish all that, I would love to share with the world like what I learned and his work and et cetera. No kidding. And we can't wait for that. Kenneth, <laughs> it's been such a treat chatting with you today. I always love chatting with you, though. You know, it's never enough time. It really isn't. Um, for everyone watching and listening, can you please let them know where to get in touch with you? Um, go to KennethPlay.com. And, um, and then all my social media handles that. If you're listening to this podcast, um, you could use uh, Desiree, uh, all cap, as a discount code for 50% off for 48 hours. <laughs> I love it. What a great, you're slick, Remember, man. Remember, 2E, 2E. That's right, <laughs> yeah, 2E's yeah. on it. You're so yeah. slick. I love it. Thank you so much for today, Kenneth. And uh, I can't wait to see where your education takes you and, and where these experiences and how they're going to be shared in the future. Thank you. Thank you. You take care now, darling. This has been a CAM4 radio production. Come say hi at www.cam4radio.com.